This podcast is produced by BoulderCast Weather. We're a local team of meteorologists that provide weather analysis and prediction, as well as cutting-edge forecast services and graphics specific to Colorado's front range. Find more on our website, bouldercast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at BoulderCast. Opinions expressed in this podcast are reflective of the hosts only and do not represent the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the National Weather Service, L3 Harris Geospatial Solutions, or the United States Air Force. BoulderCast, a bolder take on weather. Welcome to a special winter storm edition of the BoulderCast podcast. This is Andy. Joining with me tonight is Ben and Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, Andy. Hey, Andy. How's it going? Doing well. How are you? It's been a hot minute. <laughs> it's been like I know. how many months? <laughs> the last one we recorded was just before Thanksgiving. And we were talking about hurricanes. Now we're talking about snow. Yep, the winter is basically come and gone almost. Is that How did this winter go? Well, we're it's been a it's been a rather boring winter. Not much uh, big snowstorms or anything. So we've had a lot of you know two to five inch storms. How about you, Andy? How's it going? We've had a total of one and a half inches of snow. Just uh, just rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> and I think winter's over here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. you guys have me beat by, well, at least one and a half inches <laughs> because I've gotten none at my house. Um, Scottsdale, however, did get like an inch of snow one day. So that was cool. They sit a little bit higher up. So they're, they're, in, a, they're in a more favorable spot to get it whenever, whenever storm systems make their appearance down here as seldomly as that happens. Yeah, but it's still it's still nice. Just nothing. We're kind of chilly right now. It's like 60s. So, yeah, rub it in. <laughs> yeah, well, not much to rub in about. It's the <laughs> same weather pattern all the time. Well, we do have a lot to discuss, so let's go right at it. If you guys don't mind, yeah, go ahead and uh, talk about this potential historic snowstorm. For this upcoming weekend so we still got about 24 to 48 hours before everything starts coming together so it's still a forecast or so where should we start well we probably want to start out that we we mentioned this almost a week ago week ago you know leading up to our week weekly outlook on monday and the models were showing this potential buildup of a potential strong winter storm almost Almost seven days out. Yeah. That's not typical, I would say, unless there's some type of really large system. I think the models tend to do better with the bigger features as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I think the long way features. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. Big low, um, pretty, pretty amplified pattern. And, uh, you know, I think I think the models, while you know, there's little shifts here and there. They've been they've been tracking this thing for quite some time now, 
And so it's just a matter of, uh, you know, the fact that it is such a big low compared Mm -hmm. to the norm for this time of year, especially transition season. Yeah. Yeah. And more or less, most of the models had a very similar forecast since, you know, Sunday or Monday. And as the week progressed, you know, that really didn't change that much. And I think everybody started the buzz around the storm started to really get going on Tuesday. Yep. You know, everybody was talking about it. It was all over the news. There was everybody getting excited about the GFS, which was <laughs> the model showing the most snow for Denver. Yeah. In Boulder. And still is six days later. I don't know how big of a potential influence this particular circulation pattern was, but when I was looking back today, looking, setting up, getting ready for the podcast, we were looking at, um, there's a circulation or like a more or less kind of a teleconnection pattern between the Aleutian low and the high pressure kind of over the Western US. It's called like the Pacific North American pattern. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the last kind of event we had, which, you know, it wasn't that, wasn't that much, but it was like, you know, it was last week, like around Thursday, I think. Okay. And if you look back at the historical PNA index, which tracks the strength of the Aleutian low and the high pressure ridge over the western U.S., um, right around the first of March, the PNA kind of dips to its lowest negative kind of point, where like the negative phase pretty much means that the Pollution low is weaker than normal. Mm-hmm. The high pressure is weaker than normal, so it allows for a more unsettled southern storm track to kind of push into the western U.S. And then after the first of March, it eventually rises, getting close to zero, so pretty much right back to its normal pattern. And that's when we got that Thursday event. Um, and right now, it's basically at its lowest point, and it's projected forecasted to go back close to average. So I was curious what your both thoughts on that was, because pretty much we have a ridge kind of leading up to this event. We had a ridge over the eastern U.S., and then you have a developing, you know, uh, short wave over the Pacific Northwest that kind of dives into California. And with the ridge out to the east, that's going to help slow the progression of that storm. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, just the negative PNA pattern is going to bring in down the colder air and uh, kind of set the stage, I would say. It's not the leading factor, but it may have, maybe that was a potential, maybe maybe that led to some higher predictability in the models. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I mean, generally when it's negative, we're going to have more active weather Yeah. here in Colorado and probably in Arizona as well. Yeah. But I yeah, I mean that the big that big pad the pattern shift is definitely a factor in keeping it keeping the storm moving very slow, which is certainly a component to why some of the snow tills are as large as they as we're expecting. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think I think when you first when you first looked at the system, like like er, like earlier this week, I thought, okay, it's. It's it's diving it's diving down into into southern 
California and into into Arizona and making its way into the Intermountain West. And I'm thinking, okay, the the ridge the ridge is not is you know if if it's like it was in late January, early February, where we kind of had a similar look to the pattern. This low is just gonna, you know, it's gonna deepen as it get as it dives south, but then the high is not is not gonna intensify. So this low is just gonna ride the jet off to the north, off to the east northeast, and into the eastern part of the part of the country pretty quickly. But in this in this instance, every, everything is the same with the exception of that ridge, which is not just you know staying you know it, it's not just flat it's intensifying and it, you know in conjunction with that low deepening and that's as you guys said is allowing for this to happen so the another factor is the there is a the ridge it's overriding the low have you guys seen that i included it in our our forecast today i did yeah yep so I was looking, it's like in the 60s and 70s, all the way up in like Calgary and Edmonton this weekend. So Very incredible. So yeah, the, I don't know what the average high there is this time of year. It's got to be in the 20s, maybe, nah, maybe 30s. I don't know. But it's definitely uh, the warm air is up there and we're getting the cold air. Yeah, it's it's pretty far inland too. So that. That uh, that ridge has to uh, go pretty far east. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. Is that is that like a Rex block pattern? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But I don't know if it's really a Rex block. Yeah, <laughs> since it only lasts a few days. Right. But I mean, it definitely has the same characteristics, where it's a very slow moving pattern. Yeah. That basically stalls the stalls the low pressure. Yeah. Nevertheless, yeah, it's just things are just traveling pretty meridionally instead of instead of zonally. Just a lot of a lot of buildup everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The polar jet stream is way north in Canada. Mm-hmm. I think we actually got a little bit lucky that this storm occurred so early. I mean, relatively in the transition season. Um, there's not a lot of cold air. You know, there's no real cold front with this, and you know, there's certainly not air colder air to the north. What you what you would expect from a you know a typical major storm. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a little bit of an isolated scenario where it just happens to be just barely cold enough for snow here. Yeah. Um, if this had happened maybe in late March or April, I don't think we'd be talking snow. Talking rain. Easily <sighs> inch or two of rain. Yeah. That's for sure. Let's see. I guess what that leads into is like, what is the certainty? That's probably been a lot of the talk for the week, I guess, is like, what is the certainty in this particular scenario and how historic might it be? Well, I, I don't know. So, so far, I mean, er, early in the week, the, the model projections were, were pretty astrom- astronomically high. And it was, to me, to me it seemed... It it seemed like the the models weren't really 
you know, get, getting a good grasp of this thing because they were coming up with these really high snowfall totals while the temperatures didn't necessarily line up because it, because I was seeing high temperatures on Saturday and the Sunday in like in like the mid to upper 30s with snowfall accumulations being like in you know in the in the 30 to 40 maybe even higher than that range especially in the GFS kind of like what Ben alluded to mm-hmm. earlier and uh, luck well but thankfully as we got later on in the week temperatures started to drop. And I uh, think, you know, the, mo- the models were beginning to become more consistent, especially the, the GFS, the NAM, um, the, the Gowan model that, that the Air Force has that I keep track of. Um, they, they all became more consistent, but at the same time, the snowfall totals started to become more reasonable. And uh, I, think par- I think part of that is because of the the uh, the snow liquid ratios were were so much less. Yeah, that's a good point. What do you think, Andy? Well, I was going to ask you, Ben, if you wanted to mention some of the uh, ensembles and the probability that we've been seeing. I guess probably five, six days out. Yeah. So when you're when you're looking at looking ahead of the storm that far out, the ensembles are really going to be your best metric. Uh, whether you're just looking at the mean or even the individual spread from all of the ensembles. But this whole week we've seen, I don't know, fairly good consistency, I would say, between, you know, the the European model is stuck to somewhere around two inches for Denver, whereas the GFS is more like three or four. By, by two inches, you mean liquid, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sir. Was... Yes. Sir. <laughs> yeah, like two, two inches of liquid. <laughs> Like the liquid equivalent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's been there's been a lot of consistency, but unfortunately, the models haven't matched up fully even yet in the, this late in the game here, as we're recording on Thursday. Yeah, I suspect by midday tomorrow, probably there'll be there'll be good agreement in terms mm-hmm. of the, the actual track, and then you'll probably see a, a narrowing of the actual precipitation shield in the depiction of it yeah i think something that i was watching all week was i mean everyone was watching the track of the storm but i think we talked about this a lot but was you know this storm was so large and the model is just an expansive system like it goes all the way into mexico and up into montana or sorry uh, wyoming so it's it's a very large low pressure system mm-hmm. so like all the, that makes all of the components of the storm way larger, and it kind of um, tends to reduce the effect of, you know, track differences. Yeah, it's a good point. So this this week, I really wasn't worried too much about what the track was necessarily going to do, as long as you know there was pretty good model consistency out way out on Monday. You know, even if the storm moved a little bit, um, we were still in a really good spot for the upslope component there. Well, I think if you if you look back at early in the week, mm-hmm. um, uh, the G the GFS the NAM, um, can't say about the Gal. I'm not sure about the Euro either. But the NAM and the GFS they seem to really be pinging the entire front range. And I mean, when I when mm-hmm. I say the entire front range, we're going up to like 
the Colorado-Wyoming border into Cheyenne. And we're talking about Colorado Springs and Pueblo. It seemed to imply that everyone was going to get in, in the act on this. And since then, I mean, mm-hmm. when I look at what the what the gallon model is showing now, with with the extent of this low, it's still rather large, but it's not quite the same size as it was depicting earlier this week. Whenever, whenever, whenever the buzz about this event was just getting started, and I don't, and I have a, you know, my my thoughts on that are well. I think maybe the model was still, you know, the models were still trying to get their act together on like how big this thing actually was going to be. Um, like how much of an upslope component was there going to be on the north side of this low, which is exactly where, you know, all the moisture, all the moisture is going to feed into the front range. And uh, where, you know, where is that, where's the center of that low going to go? And uh, I mean, like, like Ben said, there was like, you know, I was never really all that concerned that, you know, that we were going to, you know, when I say we, I mean like the front range of Colorado was going to get a lot of snow, but there was a little bit of uncertainty in the back of my mind. Like, okay, where is this going to go? Like who who's going to, whose snowfall totals are going to, are going to dwindle? Because usually when I see these mm-hmm. upslope storms, um, they're usually not that big. I mean, Usually, usually the upslope component is not that <laughs> extensive. Yeah, but even then, it's still pretty big. I mean, I mean, even even though even though uh, Colorado Springs is only forecasted to get like maybe six to twelve inches now, if that. I mean, the fact that they're still getting going to get something out of this while. Yeah. Thing north of the Palmer Divide is getting, you know, significantly more snowfall. That's still pretty impressive in my mind. Yeah. It was interesting to see how the storm evolved through the week. And I think Wyoming, you know, there was definitely a slight maybe northward shift, you know, shifting some of that snow from the southern parts of Colorado up into Wyoming. And also, like you said, the storm is maybe a, a slightly uh, amount more s- smaller compared to what it was looking like earlier in the week. Yeah, I would still, yeah. In the big scheme of things though, I would still say it's like bigger than what I'm used to seeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, a, it's definitely got top 10 potential. Yeah. I mean, if not top five or better, I mean, it's, it's like definitely a, a, positive anomaly in terms of like magnitude size mm-hmm. it's just yeah <laughs> i just figured you know eventually the the pattern is going to switch from upslope to to dry to dry slotting downslope and uh i think i think if you were to draw the boulder cast forecast a little further south you would you would eventually see that gradient that snow accumulation yeah. gradient kick in um uh, it's yeah. not for me to say maybe Pueblo. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I don't think Pueblo is expecting too much. Yeah, this was something I guess Ben and I were talking briefly about this afternoon. It was like, 
you know, when you get closer to the event, you start to get that pattern recognition. You start to get that experience of like where you where you think the the snow is going to be based on the actual track and just the the upslope component. Um, mm-hmm. And we were we were talking about like you know you know could that radar actually be you know could there be a sort of a dry slot like in Denver and like South Denver where the like Saturday evening where the height of the event is like pummeling Boulder. You know that could be that could be possible. Um, so it's just going to be that's going to be one of those nowcast type situations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, right now for me, the the biggest cause for uncertainty is going to be really just. I mean, there's such a rift between the, the GFS and the Euro right now. I don't know how that's going to be reconciled. Is it going to be a 15 inch storm or is it going to be a 40 inch storm? <laughs> Right. So, I think, like, I think another question will that uh, I think often gets overlooked is obviously we're going to have upslope in this event, right? I mean, it's it's pretty crystal clear that upslope conditions are super ideal for this. But my question is, are the models going to are are they doing a good job of depicting how the positive vertical motion looks? in association with this low, like where, you know, where, where are the areas of positive vorticity advection are going to be? Are they, mm-hmm. are they going to enhance snowfall at all to make, to make the snowfall rates like instead of a half inch an hour, like you might see during a wet snowfall event, might they, might we see, you know, long periods of an inch to two inches and maybe even higher an hour. That's what I'm going to be curious to see as we move into Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. As where can we get those different factors that contribute to the lift to overlap? Mm-hmm. But if you believe the GFS, you don't need any other factors because you got 60 <laughs> knot upslope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if that's, I don't know. The GFS has something like 12 or 18 hours of just insane upslope. <laughs> Saturday evening into Saturday night. So I don't know. I mean, I could maybe see that happening for a handful of hours, but <laughs> who knows? I mean, if the storm's really moving as slow as it looks like it's going to be moving, maybe, maybe it does happen. I guess the question with that is like, if it consistently shows that strong upslope wind, do you think that they'll upgrade to a blizzard warning? Well, I don't think it will be like a surface wind though. You know, I don't think it'll be as bad at the ground level, at least when, when the the best upslope is happening. So I don't know. I think the national weather service is at least has to be thinking a little bit about possible blizzard warnings. Um, at least for the back half of the storm, when the wind starts to really kick up and that surface low develops. Yeah. Um, I don't know. At least for Boulder, typically Boulder is, it's very hard to get blizzard conditions in Boulder just by just the way the terrain is banked up there. So even if there is a blizzard warning, I think it would probably be, um, you know, out east or maybe the Palmer Divide. Yeah, makes sense. But I don't, I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think about the, the probability of rain mixing in with this storm? I mean, we got a lot of deep upslope coming from the east. There's a lot of warm Gulf of Mexico you know, air and moisture mixing in. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, at this point, I don't know. 
Um, early in the week, if you asked me, I would have I would have told you probably. Um, I mean, in fact, a, another another thing that I was curious about is um, how how warm is the ground currently? Because if the ground is currently you know well above freezing, then realistically whenever whenever the event starts it's going to take a little bit for some of that snow to accumulate Mm -hmm. so you know sometimes you know if i mean obviously we're not talking about a temperature shift from the 60s to the teens like we sometimes see here when we get this huge cold front sweep through the area but we're still talking about like you know probably you know going from 40s to 30s at a, at a relatively slow rate so i mean yeah. how long you know how long is it gonna take for the ground to get cold enough to start seeing that snow stick to well obviously grassy surfaces at first but then then to the streets so that that's certainly gonna affect the the actual accumulation that we get from this and and like you said how much is that going to start off as rain? Um, yeah, if you but if you asked me earlier, I would have said, yeah, I think I think we're definitely going to see some rain at the beginning of this, but then eventually, I think it's going to it. You know, you're going to have overcast skies, so you know if you if you get even just a little bit of cold vection, it's pretty much going to stay snow the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thought is that I think you. To get really a changeover to rain, I think for Boulder and the Front Range, well, I guess for maybe Western Denver, I think you would need like a more southeasterly wind to kind of mm-hmm. really kind of bring the warmer air from the south. So if you're, mm-hmm. I think if you're maintaining that east-northeast flow, um, you're going to get cooling just from the upslope. But then, you know, we know that we know this storm has all the dynamics with it. It's got some jet forcing potentially. It's got some convection probably in the upper levels. So there's a lot of dynamic cooling going on. That's going to probably keep the atmosphere, you know, maybe it'll probably top out in the mid thirties, probably during the day on Saturday, but yeah, you'll probably just get like hockey puck snowflakes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty like, like, chips. like, like we all know, I think it's pretty rare to see rain, you know, in the wintertime, but in Boulder, I mean, it happens, but that's more like April, I would say, um, mm-hmm. even though it is quite warm. I mean, Ben's last post about the event has 700 millibar temperatures, you know, close to like, what, minus four, I guess, in Boulder. So yeah, it's 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 warm, I guess, but um, I think it probably would be just just cold enough yeah i think just look just looking at some of these uh wind forecasts i i think it's like right on the fringe of like easterly to east and northeasterly for, for mm-hmm. the polar area and uh it's a sweet so, spot yeah it's like it's right there southerly. i don't know if it's gonna go southerly at all but again that could that could change depending on where this low goes true yeah, that would be my guess. Um, if you actually look at the NAM, so if you look at forecasts like Saturday morning, uh, and then you look in the afternoon, 
you actually see a cooling right around the surface, like the low level, low level, like 800 millibars. So I think the NAM is picking up on that dynamic cooling that maybe the GFS will probably latch on to in the next day or so. But mm-hmm. who, know, who knows? I think because the NAM has a higher resolution and has more mm-hmm. ver- vertical levels, it's probably going to pick up on that a little bit better. Um, well, yeah. I'm sure the snow lovers will, will appreciate hearing that, Andy. <laughs> well, I could I could be wrong, so who knows? <laughs> well, I, I think as uh, three avid snow lovers here, um, we we definitely want to see some some heavy snowfall totals, but uh, but at the same time, make sure that everyone stays safe. Yeah, um, I want to I want to see snow for uh, for Ben, but I am very jealous in a good way. <laughs> as, uh, as am I. <laughs> yes i'll make sure to make a, a big snowman i hope you do and <laughs> well, make I it look, it's look like both you guys no i know it won't so i guess i guess the question will be where will this snowstorm rank based on our like what is our official forecast and then from that forecast where, where would that actually rank for boulder so for our forecast we're going with it seems a little ridiculous but 18 to 36 inches in Boulder and between 10 and 20 inches in Denver with lower possible lower totals possible to the east on the east side of Denver where it'll be a little warmer and there might be some a bit of that dry slot working in you guys talked about but like you said I think we're going to see mostly snow even though the these the snow ratios will be pretty soupy yeah but I don't know. It, basically, you have to blend. We're blending some of the models. If for some reason the GFS ends up verifying completely, it's going to be a disaster zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> where was the snowstorm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that changes everything. But right now, the general consensus is that just the GFS is too high. It's not going to snow that hard for that long. The upslope's not going to be 60 miles per hour for 18 hours. <laughs> so I definitely think the foothills stand the best chance to see the most snow. I mean, it's going to be a little bit colder up there, and they're going to cash in on the best upslope. What about um, for Gun Barrel, which is usually like the snow hole? Boulder's <laughs> <laughs> going to get uh, 18 to 36, Gun Barrel uh, 3 to 5. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, for you me, create a nice snow accumulation gradient in your plot. <laughs> What's that little dot there that's only uh, that lower end? That's gun barrel. <laughs> I don't remember a dot. <laughs> yep, Andy knows from living there that gun barrel gets a lot less snow than than what we'd see in Boulder, even though it's only what three three miles east. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah. So historically, at least for Boulder, if we get if we get on the low end of that range, only 18 inches, that wouldn't even be a top 20. That might be a top 20 snowstorm. It's not top 10. What do we have to get to to make it a top 10? Uh, 22 and a half inches. Okay. So that would be top 10. Uh, let's see. If you want to be in the top five for Boulder... You need, let's see, uh, 24 inches. Oh, wow. 
And if you want top spot, you need 30. Oh, 30. Okay. Well, so let's, uh, Den- let's hope we break not- it. <laughs> I don't know. There's definitely a chance, but I think it's going to take a lot of factors to get into that 30 inch range for Boulder. The um, snowstorm we had in 2012, was that just like 21 inches? Um, that one's listed on there. It's number eight. Oh, I see. Okay. No, number nine. It's 22.7 inches in February of 2012. That was the uh, day after Groundhog's Day or whatever. So it was, <laughs> that was a good storm. You're telling me that the same year where you guys had the driest mm-hmm. year, or one of the driest years on record, you had a pretty epic snowstorm? Yes. That was right before the really bad fire season. Oh, yeah. So if I recall, that one was very localized to Boulder. I don't think Denver got anywhere near 20, 23 inches. Do you remember, Andy? I know they didn't get as much as Boulder. That's for sure. Yeah. And then that that entire I think that March ended up being the completely dry. So mm-hmm. there's no uh, it was one of the few marches that ever had no precip. <laughs> Yeah, and then the most recent storm that's on the top 10 list is one from just about 14 months ago. There was a strong uh, winter storm in November in 2019. Um, so, in any case, this this we should be getting... We should probably make this list in Boulder, but where we end up, it's hard to say. Yeah. Interesting that two out of those, two two of those... Or in March, one March 18th to 19th, and one March 29th to 31st. So, yeah. It's that time of year. It's that time of year. I don't know. I guess March and April, and then maybe October and November would be the, the months I would expect to have the most chance. You know, when, you, when you're still in those, in those transitional seasons. Yeah. When you have the cold air and the moisture overlapping. I'm like, you know, there's nothing here in December mm-hmm. or, or Jan. I guess there is one, but, but not, you don't get typically see too many large storms in the middle of the winter. Does anyone want to uh, guess what the official amount will be at the Boulder official observation site? Oh boy. It's true. We should take our bets. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should. I mean, who, who would we be if we didn't? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, who wants to go first? Um, I guess I should since I asked. Um, yeah, you better go. I mean, we can, we can <laughs> guess right above you, below you. <laughs> judging yeah, by the, right. judging <laughs> by the historic, judging by the historical ones and uh, the the latest forecasts we have, um, and the latest guidance, I would say my guess would be thirty-two inches. Oh, really? Wow, you're guessing number one. <laughs> you're guess. you're gonna set a new record. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> oh, Andy. Okay. Um. Okay. I mean, the thing is, I could see it. I mean, I really could see it because Boulder's in a good spot, especially for this event. And I mean, they're a little further north. I think. I mean, I think, I think, like Ben said, I think Estes Park is going to, 
you know, probably going to be one of the biggest, you know, big winners here in, in areas in areas to the west of Boulder. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the big scheme of things, problem with this event is the is the snow liquid ratios have just been going yep. down. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> over the past few days. And I don't know what to believe when it comes to that. And if you believe the Euro, then, then, then maybe just 20 inches, maybe not even 20 inches. But if you believe everything else, including the gallon, 30 is possible. I'm going to go with... I'm going to say 25 inches for Boulder. And that okay. I feel is it's on the conservative end for me. I'm usually one to go aim high, but that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to go with. I was going to say 24. But I'm also <laughs> having, having the same Can concerns about the, <laughs> No. <laughs> I was also having the same concerns about the snow liquid ratios. I'm thinking Boulder's probably a safe bet at three inches of moisture with an eight to one ratio. So that comes out to be 24, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the back half of the storm is going to be a little bit colder, especially, especially during Saturday night. So maybe we'll get some, you know, a little bit uh, higher ratios whenever that heavy snow is falling. So I don't know. I mean, I think the absolute minimum Boulder's going to see is something like 15. Yeah, but, I um, think that's perfectly reasonable. Like, you get two inches with seven, even like six or seven, seven to one snow ratios you're going to get up there on 14, 15. But, so Andy said 32, Matt said 25, <laughs> and I said 24. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. It's It's... It's it's hard it's hard for these big ones to uh, to really narrow down on a number because e- even though even though the storm is anomalously big in size mm. and the upslope component is almost a guarantee at this point now now we now we're like we have to be nitpicky about everything else the dynamics the the moisture content. Um, exactly how the snow water equivalent is going to be. It's just, I don't know what to think, but that's, that's what that's. Yeah. I think those are all solid guesses and, 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 and realistically as a snow lover, I hope Andy's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hope Andy's right. That I don't know. I hope the road the road crews uh, do their job and people or people just stay home and don't try and get out. Yeah. Anytime. Well, and that brings the next question. Obviously, we're not talking about like super cold temperatures, mm-hmm. but eventually the temperature will go below freezing, especially once we get into the evening. I, I can't. Do you know? Do you guys know what the forecasted low is for Saturday night? Um, is it like 20? I'm thinking. 24? No, I'm thinking more like mid to upper 20s. Okay. But I didn't actually check that. I know it's in the 20s, so. Yeah. So, 
if it gets that cold, it's definitely cold enough to where the where the road conditions are going to get really bad. So, mm -hmm. but it's also that really wet snow. Yeah. So, <laughs> you think uh, like if it gets like too cold, it'll start like freezing into this like sludge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And it's and it's going to be really heavy even on the roads. So <laughs> yeah, the snow plows are just gonna have to like do their jobs like all the time and then mm -hmm. and of course of course all you know all my friends that have never been to colorado that are like oh man why why are the taxes so high in the state of colorado well one of the reasons why is because of snowplows road maintenance mm -hmm. your tax dollars are going towards something and it's a pretty important thing too yeah um we this week i don't know if you guys realize it but it, it turns out it and it's one of the um it's a popular spring break week across the country so we've actually got a lot of people reaching out asking about like coming here from spring break from random places across the country yeah <laughs> and they found boulder cast they're all coming to boulder for some reason <laughs> and they're asking if they're they should cancel are they gonna be able to drive in are they gonna be able to to land on their airplane. Wow. So you know um, what you, should, you know what you should tell them to do? You should tell them to fly to the western slope. <laughs> That's what I did tell some of them. <laughs> tell like them to can, fly like, reschedule to like go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, just fly somewhere out there and then make their way in that way. Yeah. I just don't I don't know what the road conditions are gonna be like. Yeah. I can't imagine that I seventy like is stays open. I don't know. No, nah, I doubt it. And probably all those <laughs> anything in the foothills is going to be a disaster. Um, I seventy might be the best chance of being open because it's a major highway and they can put a lot of plows on it. But I don't know what's going to happen with the back streets in Boulder County and Larimer County. Right. Which could, which could get four feet. So that's something we didn't really touch on was that like the upper end scenarios for the foothills is, you know, well over four feet, maybe as high as six feet. So that's getting to like dangerous snow or like stuff could start collapsing and yeah. things like that. Especially whenever you talk about how, how wet the snow is going to be. It's just like, mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about talking about tree, tree limbs snapping. I mean, and, and if the, any of those tree limbs go into power lines, I mean, that you know, that's that's extremely hazardous and could you know cause people to lose power. So yeah, there's there's certainly some hazards that we have to concern ourselves with. And yeah, that that's actually a really good point. Yeah, hopefully the power outages aren't too bad in the metro area, and the tree damage isn't that bad. You know, had it been happening a month later, we'd have a lot of we'd have some leaves to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe six weeks later, we'd have some leaves to worry about. But I don't know about you guys, but I'll be staying home. Um, I will be going out for a jog. <laughs> and I always 60 degree Arizona weather. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you bunkered down drinking hot chocolate this weekend? <laughs> I'll be working, but uh, should, should, be, should be in the 50s, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Andy's going to be envisioning himself being in this snowstorm while being hunkered down inside the National Weather Service. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we'll have to catch up uh, next week and see who has ended up being right. Oh, boy. <laughs> and how this uh, potentially historic storm played out. Yeah, That's right. that sounds good. Yep, can't wait. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, yep. everyone. Take care. <laughs>